Amen. Thank you, brother. Um, have your Bibles. Turn with me to the book of Ephesians, the second chapter. Let's all stand as we honor God's Word by standing. And I want to read the first 13 verses. This is uh, will be the last time we'll be preaching on as I'm, I'm not saying the total last time, but this last time we'll be preaching on for the series of these messages that I have prepared. In, uh, Ephesians 2 and verse 1 says, And you has he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, where in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit of, that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversations in times past in the lusts of our flesh, fulfilling desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, uh, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus." that in, in ages to come, that he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God before ordained that we should walk in them. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh who are called uh, uncircumcision by that which is called a circumcision is the flesh made by hands, that at the, that time ye were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus you were sometimes afar off or made nigh by the blood of Christ. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you again for the day. Thank you for the many blessings that you bestow upon us each and every day. We're thankful, Lord, that you take care of us. And so far, Lord, uh, it seems that uh, you're watching over us every day and keeping us away from this, uh, this that's going on in the world today as far as this plague is concerned. And also, Lord... Uh, the political stuff that's going on in the world, Lord. I, I'm just, I just pray that you'll keep us away from that. And, and, Lord, that we'll realize that regardless of what happens, you're in control. And, Lord, pray with us and take care of us. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. <clears throat> the title of my message, as it, as it was Last Sunday morning is our lives in a nutshell, and this is the third message on this, our lives in a nutshell. Now, last week, we learned about our present life. This week, you will learn what we have to look forward to. What do we have to look forward to? We'll learn it this week, what we have to look forward to. Before I get started on the message I want to bring a scripture from the great Apostle Paul's writings 
And this scripture that I'm about to read, I look for a scripture that covers our past life, <coughs> excuse me, covers our present life and our, uh, our future life. And this is the scripture I came up with. Paul says in, in 2 Timothy 2 and verse 4, No man that warreth entangleth himself in the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. I mean, we're, we're not to do it in the past. We're not to do it now. We're not to do it in the future. You know, this is, um, this is something that if you, if you study first, first Timothy and second Timothy, especially the second chapter of first Timothy and second Timothy, you will find that Paul not only told Timothy that this is what he should do, but he also told uh, him to teach it to others, that teach the same thing to others. And, and, and I've always said this, what is good for God's man is also good for God's people. And, and certainly we, uh, we, need to, we need to learn that and, and, and realize that, that, you know, that God has a special work for each and every one of us to do. And he has a special thing that we, we're to look to every day. And Lord, I pray that uh, I, I pray every day that uh, that He'll keep us from some of these things. Now, what about our future, our future life? What about our future life? We, uh, the Bible teaches that in the ages to come, that He might show the exceeding riches of His grace and His kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. Now, let me tell you, folks, this is a blessing. This is a blessing that we have that we can realize that in the future, from this day forward, God is going to reveal to us more and more about his grace. And, and I want to tell you, folks, I, I know by a fact, and, and, and I, really didn't, I really didn't quite understand grace that, that, that fully until... Uh, until I was rushed to the hospital. And uh, when I realized how much grace God gave me in those days, then, then I have no problem realizing how God is going to show us more and more of his grace as, as the time comes. He says that, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace. Exceeding riches of his grace. What, what does his grace mean to us? It means everything to us. It's, it's everything we have in the past. It's everything we have now. It's everything we have in the future that God's going to, in the future, God's going to show us more and more. And I, and I tell you folks, I don't know what, what else we're going to be shown in this life. I can't, I can't begin to even, uh, think about that. But, uh, I know one thing that the Bible teaches that God has a lot to show us after we're gone, after we leave this life, you know. That none of us, and, and I, I want to say this, <clears throat> none of us knows what is coming in our life. None of us know. We, we don't know what's coming. We may think, well, things are going to be terrible for us. We don't know what's coming in our life. Uh, when, when people talk about 
the things that's going on in the world, especially here in the United States today, you know, we don't know what's going to be the outcome of none of it. And, you know, we, we, can, we can get ourselves so out of whack and we can get ourselves so, so mi mixed up into some of the things that, that it begins to take a toll on us. It really does. It begins to start hurting us uh, uh, um, physically and mentally, begins to start hurting us and, and, and such. And, and that's why Paul said, I brought it out Wednesday night, that's why Paul said that love is the only thing that we have that is powerful today. Love is what we have. And, you know, and I've said this, I said this from the very first time I preached any of you folks 30, almost 37 years ago, the first time I preached any of you folks, when my first message was that if we, that if we're going to uh, uh, make anything happen in our life, I preached on loving the brethren. I preached on loving one another. That is the only way that we're ever going to make it in this life. We've got to love one another as, as God's children. You know, if, if you have a hatred for one of God's children, then, uh, then there's something wrong with you. Because I tell you, I can, uh, I put on Facebook, uh, when I had a picture of, uh, uh, there was a picture on there of, uh, of the, uh, the girls, and I put on the picture, uh, old brother Paul is blessed. That he can love a cheerleader, that he can love two volleyball players, and he can love two college girls. And, uh, old brother Paul's blessed because of that. And I am blessed because of that. But Tara wrote back to me and she replied and, and she said, but they're blessed to have you as their pastor. Well, I tell you, uh, I'm blessed to have them. I'm blessed to have every one of you. I'm, tell, I'm thankful for that, and I, I just I just can't even think of the day when when it'll come that uh, I'll have to give it up, you know. And I, I hope and pray I die immediately like that, so I don't have to stand up here before you all and give it up, so y'all can watch me die, and so there, thereby you know you know that you're done with me. But but any but at any rate, uh, uh, I'm thankful for that. Even in this present age, we have seen much of God's kindness toward us by him saving us, by him keeping us saved, by him satisfying us. However, we have seen nothing yet. We, 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 we haven't seen anything yet. We, we've seen a lot. We've seen a lot that God's done for us, and we can stand up and say, I'm thankful God saved me. Uh, well, you know, you, you should be thankful God keeps you saved. You should be thankful that someday he's going to take you to be with him. And that those are the things that we really need to be thankful for as his children in all of this. But we've seen nothing yet. We will witness all the glory that any can witness when the Lord uh, shows us what's in the future for us. It was a great apostle, John, who wrote, Beloved, now are we the sons of God. It doth not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. That's, you know, that's going to be an amazing thing. You know, that's going to be an amazing thing. Brother Sam, that's going to be an amazing thing. When we realize someday, when we see him, 
you, you're going to say, well, he's so different than I am, but he's going to be just like us. We're going to see him as he is. We're going to see him as he shall be. Uh, um, John says, Beloved, now are we sons of God. It does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when he, when he shall appear, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Now you remember, I thought, I thought about this, I, I prayed about this verse of scripture, uh, after I used it. And as a result of it, you know, I, I realize, you know, I realize that what, what, what the angel told those disciples as they stood and watched Jesus ascend back up into heaven after the day of Pentecost, they watched him ascend back up into heaven. And what, what did the angel say? This same Jesus that you see go up is going to come back. This same Jesus. And what, what, what was it? He was in the form of a man. When he went up, he was in the form of a man. He, he didn't have anything special. He was just in the form of a man when he ascended back up into heaven. And, and he said, this same Jesus is going to come back and this same Jesus is going to make his appearing again. And what a, what a great blessing that is to know that. It was the great apostle Paul who said, and if children, then heirs, heirs of God, join heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. And he goes on to say in Romans 8 and verse 18, for I reckon that the sufferings of this present time are not to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. You know, we think this is the worst thing. <laughs> you know, some some people are just happy, so happy with their life. You know, we don't know what happiness with our life's like until someday when we realize that all the suffering we've done here cannot be compared to what God has in store for us someday. It can't be compared. I can't. I, I wished. I wished I had the mind to, to be able to tell you. I can't tell you. I can't tell you what's going to happen when you shut your eyes in death, because I don't know. And no, no one, no one has, except Christ has ever come back to say anything about what it's going to be like. So we have to listen to Him. We have to follow Him, and we have to do what He tells us to do. It was Jesus who promised. He said, ye are they. He looked at his disciples there, his, the members of his church. There in those days, he said, ye are they which have continued with me in my temptations. You've been with me in my temptations. And I appoint unto you a kingdom as my father hath appointed unto me, that ye may eat and drink at my table in my kingdom, and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Luke twenty two, twenty eight through thirty. What a great blessing. I, I I never would have thought except I read that and, and understand what Jesus is saying. I never would have thought that when 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 I read about the twelve tribes that I'd ever be a judge of them. But we're gonna be judges of them. We're gonna sit at his table in his kingdom and we're gonna eat with him. At his table, and, 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 and through those discussions that we're going to have at that table, we're going to be judging the 12 tribes of Israel. We're going to be judging those. Today, 
We are afraid to have family day because of present plague. But let me tell you, no plague can stop us from eating at his table. No plague can stop us from that. No plague can stop us from believing his promises in the fact that if we suffer with him, closely follow him, and have shunned the world and its glory, this is the very thing that God has promised us. Someday, someday we're going to sit at his table, and we're going to eat with him someday at his table. It was Jesus. It was Jesus. Oh, let me say this again. This is, this, this is one time that this statement is true. When we think about our future, what God has in store for us. You've heard the old, you've heard the old cliche. The grass is greener on the other side. Well, this is one time we can tell you the grass is greener on the other side. The grass is greener on the other side. You know, if, oh, oh, old, uh, um, uh, let me see, Abraham's, um, nephew. He, he looked out over the plains of, 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 and he looked out and he saw the green grass and that's where he headed to over there. Well, let me tell you folks, in this life I've learned one thing. The grass is not always greener on the other side. The other side can be just as bad as the other side. I've seen people who leave their men, leave their wives and marry somebody else and say, this is so wonderful. And then they learn it's not so wonderful. Women who leave their husbands and go with somebody else say, this is so wonderful. It's not so wonderful. In the long run, it's not so wonderful. There's nothing in this life that I can tell you that will be more wonderful here on this earth. I expect the same things. It, as long as we stay on this earth, I expect the same things. I expect that we're going to have to suffer. I expect we're going to be persecuted. I, I expect that we're going to have to, we're going to have to have a time even answering, even speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine what would happen to a person like me if I went out there on those streets when they, when, when, when they were doing all of their Riding when they were when they were burning down buildings, and and they were uh, hitting police to police policemen and such and such as this, can you imagine what would have happened to somebody like me if I'd have moved in that middle of them and started preaching? Can you imagine what would happen? Oh, I would have liked to have done it. I would have liked to have tried it. But I can't imagine what would happen. I can't begin to imagine what would happen when those, if, if, if we had done something like that. I can't imagine what would happen sometimes if we just stood up and just, just spoke for the Lord Jesus Christ, even in some of the crowds we're in today. It don't have to be those writers. It don't have to be those Antifa, whatever they are. It don't have to be those people. It can be just a crowd that we hang around with today. Can you imagine what would happen if you stood up and said, I want to witness of the Lord Jesus Christ to you? 
I know what it's like. I've done it before. Brother Robbie Jeffries always says, he says, he says, one thing I'll say about you, you, you're one of the first people I heard of that ever went over into uh, uh, that the part of Lexington, Kentucky, <clears throat> and went over there, Irish town, and went over there and preached. And I did it every Sunday afternoon. Those people sitting over there, some of them giving me some bad looks. Some of them saying, when, when I would preach something, some of them would saying, someone was saying, oh, you know, that's just crazy, you know, and you don't know how many of them over in that area of Lexington probably had guns. Joseph knows where it is, Irish town. You, you don't know how many of them over there back in those days. I preached on the streets over there. I preached in houses that didn't even have floors. I preached in houses that had dirt floors over there. And I preached to those people. And, and I'm thankful today I preached to those people. I'm thankful today I went over every Sunday. Yes, I had to suffer some. And I even had preachers tell me I don't need to go over there. I'm going to get killed. I mean, it's the same way today. It's no different today. You'll say, well, people are a little more sane today. Where are they? They are. Where is that sanity that everybody should have today? Where is it? Where is that sanity? Everybody thought that, that everything's just going to be hunky-dory during that march on Washington yesterday, but it wasn't. They wound up, they wound up people getting killed and hurt and, and everything else. Let me tell you, folks, it's not going to change. This world is not going to change. And there's nothing you can do to change this world. That's the reason I have preachers talk about uh, talking about changing the world. You're not going to change this world. This world is going to grow worse and worse every day. It's going to grow worse and worse. Jesus even said that. Jesus said, you haven't seen nothing yet when it comes to this world because this world is going to grow worse and worse. It's not going to get any better. And I, I hate to think, and three little great-grandbabies I've got, I hate to think of them having to grow up in this world. I won't see them. Rhonda was saying the other day about them starting to school. I said, well, man, you may not even be alive when they start to school. But the, but the thing about it is, I hate to think about it. I hate to think about what they're going to face. We've got it made. We old people's got it made because we're going to go away from here. We're going to get away. We're going to get out of here eventually. But these young people is going to have to deal with it day after day, week after week. They're going to have to deal with this world. It was. It was. Um, one cannot hide. From the all-seeing eye of a sovereign God, it was Jesus who said, For there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. God's going to reveal everything. You think it's a wonderful thing when you stand before Jesus someday at the judgment seat of Christ. Well, it will be a wonderful thing. To be there. 
But it's not going to be so wonderful when he starts revealing to us the life that we lived while we were here on this earth. But it's going to be a wonderful thing when he realizes, and he, when, well, not when he realizes, but when he says, I died for you. Come on, brother. Come on, sister. And go with me. I died, I died for you. Make no difference how bad you've been in this life. No, make no difference how bad you've been even after you profess to be saved. He's going to still say, come go with me because I died for you. What a wonderful thing. Look at 1 Thessalonians 4, if you would. 1 Thessalonians 4, and I, a scripture that I read at every funeral, but I'm going to read it today uh, in near the closing of this message today. He says in, in, first, in 1 Thessalonians 4, beginning in verse 13, <coughs> he said, But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren. Now this is what we talk about in the future. I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you saw or not, even as others who have no hope. You want me to read that again? Or is that enough? Let me read it again. But I will not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that you saw or not, even as others which have no hope. You notice he never said in there, those that are dead, those that are asleep. Those that are asleep. Folks, we're going to go to sleep someday. You know, it's a wonderful thing. We don't, <coughs> Rhonda tells me, he says, uh, well, you, you went to sleep at 9 o'clock. She doesn't know. I went to bed at 9 o'clock. That doesn't mean I went to sleep at 9 o'clock. But they don't, uh, she doesn't know that I lay there a lot of times and, and I begin to think about these things, praying to God that he'll give me, just give me a peaceful night's sleep, Lord. That's all I want, just a peaceful night's sleep. And it's a wonderful thing to wake up and realize he has given you a peaceful night of sleep. <clears throat> but let me tell you, <clears throat> that day is coming. When we're going to have a real peaceful sleep. Your loved ones that have gone on before you, you know, we, we can cry and carry on and go on all we want to. But let me tell you, folks, if we believe they died in Christ, then they're asleep. They're going to be awake someday, and we're going to meet them. We're going to meet them. We don't, we don't need to keep our lives tore up. Rhonda knows who I'm talking about. I remember a lady, when I was pastoring in Kentucky, her mother died. And, and when I left up there after eight years of pastoring her, I left up there. Last, one of the last words she said to me is she said, you know, it was terrible when my mother died. I preached her mother's funeral. That it was terrible when my mother died. And I told her, I said, her name was Eula May. I said, Eula May, I said, uh, your mother's been gone for a long time. I said, you're going to have to start living your life and not be, not be so tore up every day. 
because of your mother dying. I said, if your mother was saved, she didn't die. She's asleep. And when we all, we all believe that. I, I believe that. I believe of some right here in this church that have lost loved ones. I believe they're asleep today. I believe they are. I wouldn't believe anything else of them. You know, I know Kara talks a lot about her mother. Well, I can talk a lot about her mother, too. I'll tell you one thing her mother did. She fed preachers, and she fed them good. That was her work. That's what she did. She took care of preachers. And for me to sit here and say that that woman is not in heaven today or not just asleep today waiting on that day, I'd be crazy. Because there's a lot has gone through this body, came off her table. Every Sunday, she used to feed me. Every Sunday, she used to feed me. You th if you think that I believe these people are not just asleep, some that have died from this church right here, or you, if, if you believe that I believe that they're not just asleep, then you're crazy because I believe they are. He says again, Back up here. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that ye saw are not even as others which have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself with a shout. I'm, I'm sorry. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ. And I'm going to add a word here. She'll wake up. Dead in Christ shall wake up. I'll tell you, there's a lot of things that woke me up over the years, but I've never been woke up by a trumpet. Gonna be woke up. Wherefore comfort one another with these words. If you, if you need comfort, though, there it is. <clears throat> if you need comfort for the rest of your life, there it is. God has given you the remedy for comfort. You believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ, <clears throat> you're saved. And if you believe that those that have gone on before you believed upon the Lord Jesus Christ and they're saved, then be thankful to God. I've got family that I don't believe was saved when they died. I've got family that I think about all the time if they're suffering right now in hell. Let me tell you, folks, it's hard to think about. It's hard to think about. Some sweet day, we will wake up to the sound of the trumpet. It will be a time when God will call his children from the graves and those who live on the earth to come and join him in the clouds where we will forever live with him in the glories of heaven. Old Job he has not forgotten you. I got a message for Job today. Job, wherever you are, if you're listening, he hasn't forgotten you. 
Job said, if he just remembers me. He hadn't forgotten you, Job. He knows exactly where you are, and he's going to come get you someday. If you don't know the Lord and the blessings of salvation, then it's time to come and trust him, and your future will be bright. May God bless you today. It's my prayers. If Brother Reggie come and bring us a song with